Hi, I'm Ben. And I'm Katie, and welcome to 360 View. This is where we explore a broad range of ideas on all things affecting your body, your wellness, and your mind. And welcome back, viewers, to 360. How are you, Ben? Tremendous. How are you, Katie? I'm wonderful, thank you. How's the week been? It's been very, very good. Been working with a little bit of stuff, which we're going to talk about this week, which we're a little bit excited about. Yes, um, a lot more on your sh- your plate than on mine. Absolutely. With this stuff, my, um, I certainly, I, I my think it's jam. a good, uh, yeah, well, it's your jam. Uh, it's definitely something that I've been picking up uh, since I've been around you a lot more, is, um, is doing this stuff or finding that little bits and pieces. And I mean, uh, taking a bit and leaving bits is certainly something everyone, could, something everyone can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's putting something and implementing, and we've talked about it previously, is uh, putting something in place, seeing if it works for you, mm-hmm. and then if it doesn't, or add from there and, and mm. just start building up. Um, maybe a bit of routines and stuff. I know a lot of people stop. And uh, hum- as human beings, we're very uh, routine orientated. Absolutely. And um, it's something I listened to one a podcast the other day as well, and someone had talked about how people really struggle with the unknown, mm. and and that that's what pushes people over the edge, and people get anxiety and and sort of fret about things. Mm. Um, and as you get older, it gets harder because mm. you're so set in your ways is that as that progresses and if you do have something that throws you off out of what, you know, you know at 7 o'clock you need to be in the shower because, you know, by 7.30 that means that you're ready to go to work. But if something gets thrown out and things happen from there, it certainly can put people's days out, which is what we can talk about today. Absolutely. So what we're talking about today is making you more resilient in your day-to-day but in also your life and about regulating your stress responses so that you're taking back the control of your day. We want you to have the full control of your day. So we want you to have the power over whether you have an amazing day or whether you have a terrible day. That's the balls in your court for 90% of what that's going to be. So we're going to teach you how to set up your mind and your body for that day. We're going to give you seven steps to create your bulletproof day for this today. So it's setting up both your mind and your body to move forward throughout the day. And it's taking the power away from both people and circumstances to dictate how your day is going to go. So outside inputs, outside inputs. So take for example, you, the example I used before was you walk into your house with your coffee and you drop your coffee cup on the floor all over the tiles. And and we know when we drop something liquidy on the ground, it just goes everywhere. Mm. If that happens to you, does that determine how your day then goes or have you set yourself up well enough that that happens and it's just another thing that happens in the day and it's no big deal because you're going to pick it up, you're going to clean it up and then make another coffee. The old mountain out of a molehill. That's exactly right. It's putting everything in perspective from the moment that you wake up. That's what we want to do, um, as well as people so that you can regulate your stress response enough so that if you woke up one morning and you were in a terrible mood, then you said something to me, you're not going to have the power to put me in a terrible mood. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And vice yeah. versa. Yeah, vice versa. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we're training our stress responses, it's putting us under a level of stress in the morning teaching us to regulate it under a controlled circumstance so that when we're put in uncontrolled circumstances, you then control it automatically. So we know that 
your entire day belongs to everyone else. So we need to take time in the morning. Generally, the morning's the best because again, it sets you up for your day, but it's the only time you're going to have where the day belongs to you and no one else. So you think about like family, kids, work, hobbies, anything else, everyone is requiring your attention from the moment that you first encounter people. Everyone needs your attention from there forth, especially if you're a parent here like everyone else needs your attention. So what we're doing is bringing this first part back so that you have your own time at the start of the day so that then you're prepared for everyone else to control the rest of your day. Because failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Spot on. Spot on. That's what I do. The wisdom just coming out of your mouth. Holy just, moly. Just roll it straight up. It just rolls straight up the tongue. <laughs> it is. You know just the a natural. The way it can just fit together there. You're a young Gigandi or something. Oh, I try. I've been called a lot worse, but that certainly is nice. <laughs> yeah. um, so with that there, if you don't, if you fail to prepare, you then have a 50-50 chance of your day being amazing or your day being terrible. Yeah. Do you really want 50-50 odds? Like I'd prefer 90-10 odds, 90% chance of a good day, 90% chance of a – oh, sorry, 10% chance of a terrible say, day. Whatever. I don't know where you're going with 90-90, but certainly over 100, and that's where I work, 100 percenters. <laughs> No, that's that's the thing is, is I would even be, you know, you want to push it more in your favor. Mm-hmm. So even if we're getting in that 60 to 70%, like that's, doing it's certainly good. doing more to put it in a good frame yes. than a bad frame, like yes. than, than setting you up that you're sort of can, you're sort of walking that tight rope to go mm. either way. It can go either side. For so, sure. Yeah. So we have your seven steps here. With our seven steps that we're about to go through, you don't have to do all seven every morning. There may be certain ones here that resonate with you more than others. So you might go with one of these every morning and time constraints as well. We're giving you time frames for all of these, like between five to 15 minutes each is heaps. So if you go five to 15 minutes each, if you did the entire routine, minimum you're looking at 35 minutes. If you choose one, you're looking at five minutes. Everyone has five minutes in the morning. Set your alarm for five minutes earlier. Then they should put snooze on. Don't put snooze on ever. That's another conversation, but never, ever, ever snooze your alarm. You are failing the day as soon as you snooze your alarm immediately. We know people in our life that like to snooze. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) All right. So... We are starting off with number one, we have movement. So some form of movement elevating your heart rate. Now this isn't necessarily about lifting any external load or weight. It's not about... Um, these things, these, the way we're going through them is not stuff in the steps you have to do them in. No. It's just pointers for you to work through. Yes, so you can do these no in any order. there's no need that you need to wake up and in within five minutes bam, you're, push bam, ups, go. you're doing push-ups and everything. I mean, some people do that. That's yes. that's perfectly fine to get them going. But these are just things that you can end up choosing to in do any throughout order. it. In any order. Absolutely. Yep. All sweet, just and to make that clear. So people I like aren't that. worried about being that the first thing that comes up is I've got to be movement. So the first thing is Because that movement. is a bit harsh. Yeah, some people yes. just can't just struggle with getting up in the morning and doing it. And that's fine. But you've got to, in this case as well, just while we're on movement, is that you may find that you work out better or you do that movement is better for you in the morning and you yes. perform better in the morning because you're a mm-hmm. morning person. You go to bed earlier. You mm-hmm. find that getting up in there and doing that. And that's fine. Sometimes you may end up, yes, obviously we would like you to do it uh, in the morning to mm-hmm. be able to set you up for the day. But sometimes maybe at the end of the day, this is your de-stress. So it's Could five be. to 20 minutes that you can end up doing it. And you can do both. If you were to work out best in the afternoon you can still do your major workout in the afternoon but in the morning we're looking for some kind of movement just to get your heart rate elevated we want to elevate your heart rate for between 5 and 20 minutes this could be absolutely anything body weight movement it could be a quick run some kind of flow Mm. some 
something that plays with your heart rate. The reason why we play with your heart rate is because it releases endorphins. Yeah. Endorphins are important because if you break down endorphins, what it stands for is endogenous morphine. Mm. All right. Part of the morphine family. It makes you feel good. Yeah. Right, they feel that good. Post workout high that people get. That's exactly that right. All the time. So what that we're looking for is to get a small release of these of this endogenous morphine, those endorphins, because then what happens is it makes you feel good. It sets up your day from the get go for you to be happier for the rest of the day. And then decreases the reason why you need external stimulants. Absolutely. So you won't need as much reliance on coffee, Red Bull, energy drinks, anything That's like that. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which we find is super common. Yeah, for sure. So any kinds of movement that suits you. Number two, we have breathing drills. So our breathing drills, Ben, you've done a lot more work on breathing than I have, but this is some basic, basic drills to help you control your breathing with a level of stress. So again, we want nasal breathing. So breathing in and out through your nose, if you have to, in through your nose, out through your mouth and getting that circular breathing going so that then that way we can regulate your stress and reset your perspective. Once you can regulate your breathing under any most circumstances, what we want to do is put you in something like a cold shower for between 15 and 30 seconds in the morning. All right, so you can set your timer if you wish, but getting in the shower, 15 to 30 seconds of that cold water and then having to regulate your breathing while you're under that stress. Because mm. the cold water is a stress. If you can control your breathing, thinking about about three seconds on the way in, three seconds on the way out. Which is, yeah, what I was going to say. It's, it's mm. cadence breathing. Yes. So something to do there is um, definitely try that before you go looking at the cold shower stuff is try and see if you can actually control yourself with cadence breathing. And where you can build from there is sort of three to five minutes trying to do it so start with either a three second breath in three second out and then start increasing things like three to five seconds in five seconds out then you can actually start to do with holds which definitely help you with that so you can do that three to five seconds in three to five second hold three to five second out mm -hmm. and then start adding the three to five second when it's all the way out hold Yes. So you start adding bits and pieces with there, helps you to make sure you can actually can control that breathing mm -hmm. and you're not going to freak out when you get that higher level of carbon dioxide in your body. Mm -hmm. So that's the way it sort of helps with that. And then hence, when you go and do the, the cold water immersion or cold showers and stuff like that, everyone feels that it takes their breath away. And what happens is your, your breath shortens up. So you're doing real short breaths. You find you, <laughs> you start doing things like that. Panic um, a little. Panicking a little. Is, that's where you start to think about and you start controlling that breath and going back to the breath through your mind. So what you've done outside of the shower, outside of that cold immersion, whatever you've done, you start to think about that and really concentrate on that breathing in through your nose and then out through your nose and just start to regulate it again. Because we know that when um, we're under stress throughout the day and something happens and you, you think about you get into a situation where you know this is either going to be a, um, a, con a conflict or there's some sort of um, thing that you're going to have to go through with someone, whether it's a touchy subject or whether there's something going mm -hmm. on. Um, we all know that if you end up just taking that time to take five to ten deep breaths as far as in through your nose, in and out mm -hmm. through your nose, which engages more of your diaphragm than that shoulder or that chest shallow breathing, that definitely makes you think clearer because yes. we're always good in hindsight when things happen later on and we can think about how what we would have said or I should have said this or this would have worked better or start playing stuff out. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that um, five to ten breaths in the moment will actually let you start engaging your brain a bit more and mm -hmm. stop going through that stressor response, that flight, flight, fight flight or flight, flight mode. 
It brings your hindsight in advance. Like yeah. instead of looking back in hindsight, you're looking at now mm. and you're able to go, if you think of it like going above and you can see the situation in a leveled and even manner so that then you can look at exactly what needs to happen right now and you're not caught up in the emotion of it. Yeah, for sure. So and, and this can happen with partners as well. So mm-hmm. if you, you do end up finding that sometimes, you know, you have something go on at home, whatever, and you're heightened you know that if you could just take that five to 10 deep breaths at the time, potentially you could um, respond to that situation better and maybe not get the cold shoulder later on. Yes. Better for you. Yeah. Um, So then that cold shower and that breathing is then regulating your stress and resetting your perspective. Then for example, you've gone through a cold shower, you've regulated that stress. If you drop your coffee on the tiles, it's not going to seem like the biggest thing in the world because you've just done a cold shower. So essentially it makes you feel unstoppable in a way. Makes you feel pretty good. A lot of yeah, a lot of research through with that um that cold immersion ice baths stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, around how it makes you feel. Yes. Sometimes not necessarily about recovery. That's a big. That's another story. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's not a lot of research as far. Oh, there's a lot of research, but no actual benefit shown yes. from that. It's more a personal perspective on how it makes you feel. Yes. Um. But you can yeah, only try it. That's right, and that's about giving it a go. But more around, like you had said, as far as like cold swims, people are doing it down south. Is there any mm-hmm. going for cold swims in um in water or swimming all the way through winter and stuff like that? Just, I think, at heightened senses. Yes. That's probably the biggest thing. And people end up getting that rush of feeling alive. Yeah. And that's probably, it makes you feel better afterwards. So Absolutely. definitely with that. Then we have number three is our silence. So we're looking for between five to 15 minutes of silence in the morning every day. This is one that's super easy to do as soon as you wake up. That alarm goes off. Instead of hitting snooze, you hit off. Then from there, you lay there for five to 15 minutes. You might set that alarm again just to make sure that you don't accidentally I was going to say, asleep. otherwise that could be a bad thing. Sitting up to do this helps a lot because then you lessen the I find the it's chances. actually better to get out of bed. Yes. If you're going to do it, I find it to be get out of bed and sit somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it can end up being that, especially if you've got a noisy partner that snores, potentially you're out of the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just trying to sit there and just get five minutes, five to 10 minutes before you start. Before you start your day. day. And everything gets hectic. With this silence, it can be, you can go through just sitting in silence and collecting your thoughts. It can be a guided meditation. Um, what we tend to find works a lot is having something to focus on in these five to 15 minutes Mm. is first focus on your breathing. So just feel the sensation of your breathing going in through your nose, out through your nose and feel that breathing and just feel your belly rise and fall Mm. and focus on that for about five, five to six breaths. Then once you've finished that, we want to focus on relaxing all of your muscles because sometimes if you've had, um, any kind of stress the day before your muscles can still be holding that tension and tightness and everything there so what we want to do is work toe to head so we first relax your toes then your feet and we work muscle by muscle by muscle working all the way up till you get to your head so then your calves are going to relax then your knees are going to relax then your quads and your hammies and then your hips and then your belly and everything relaxes and you go muscle by muscle by muscle and you spend one to two breaths on each muscle relaxing them there which is going to be super important for us to help everything get back to a baseline and make sure you're starting the day with no stress tension in your body. 
Yep. I just think it gets that muscle mind muscle connection mm-hmm. as well with how everything's feeling. So everything's switched on and you know that, um, it's all engaged as far as you know where everything is. You can relax it or you can't control it and you're actually the person in control yes. and not wondering or not, um, waiting for external influences on you to tense, sure. tense up. Okay, good. So then the next thing that we want to go into with this here is reading or listening to something of a morning. Obviously, reading or listening, sometimes podcasts are a lot easier to listen to um, or audio books as you're walking around, you're getting ready, you can listen to it then. Um, But reading something can also work in the morning. If you have that little bit of time, again, you start with your silence sitting down, you might then follow that up with your five minutes of reading. Um, And it's reading something in a field that is relevant to either what you're aspiring to be, what you want to be or something that you're interested in, something that's going to be self-education for you and is going to start pushing you forwards. Well, it may makes it hard to be consistent if it's not something that you're interested in yeah so if you're going to end up trying to set aside that little bit of time in the morning um, to set yourself up is trying to get something that is going to um, better you yeah. or something that you're finding inspiration in and it might be something that you've seen somewhere that you've just eventually sort of picked up and gone mm. on from there and found that you want to just delve in a little bit more this is the time uh, allocated to yourself to be able to give yourself a chance to do it yeah, I think so. And it's really important as well to find something like like we said that you're interested in, but something that has some progress behind it. So you might start at one point and then you're learning something and then you get into that develops into something else, which develops into something else. And you never know what might come from that. No, that's right. Because there's a lot of different delving or little um, roads or, or areas you can go off mm-hmm. to as you learn a little bit more. Mm. There might be a certain section of something that interests you more. So you sort of start specializing a bit in something that may, you know, better you or where you're heading. Absolutely. Uh, to do it. And this is somewhere that you can um, listen to something from people that you're aspiring to, as you've mm. spoken about before, is people that you're aspiring to be or things that they're doing, mm-hmm. things that they have or positions they hold is mm-hmm. to try and listen to some stuff that potentially has been recommended by those people, books, audio books, and like say podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Then from there, similar, but a little bit different. Our next one for your morning routine is scribing. So with our scribing, this can be a couple of different things. First thing we want to go through here is a brain dump. So a brain dump first thing in the morning is often we have so many thoughts going through our head first thing in the morning, either you've dreamt about something or you've thought about something from the day before. Um, When we sleep, we know that the first thing that you do when you fall asleep is replay the day's events. So when you wake up, that's the first thing you're thinking about is what had happened the day before and what you need to do in the current day. So what we do is we write down any thoughts associated with things that you have to do anything there within within that day which is super, super important because what that does is it takes that mental real estate that was taken up by things that you don't necessarily need to store in your head. It's not important. You can put it all down onto paper and then you can choose to reframe it if you wish. Say you have a meeting today and you're really worried about it and it's taking up a lot of mental real estate. We then put that down onto paper and that gives you a chance to look at it and all the feelings you have associated with it on paper and then you have that chance to reframe it. So instead of, oh, I'm so nervous about this meeting, in what way could you prepare for this meeting better and how can you make yourself more confident walking into the meeting? Yeah, it just gives you a chance to get stuff off your off your chest, you may say, yeah. as far as being able to write that down and not have to sit consistently thinking about it because you know you're going to end up potentially, as we're doing stuff, is your mind's off with other things. Mm. So this gives you a chance that stuff that's been 
plaguing you maybe from the day before, you yep. know it's something that you're either going to have to do or something that you're going to have to get through or something that potentially is coming up. It may not be directly. It may be sort of in the next few days. gives you a chance to keep dumping stuff down. And then yeah. from there before you're having that meeting or maybe that's coming towards the end of the week is that you can end up sort of putting that together. So collating that mm-hmm. in a, a, an area of thought that that makes sense that you can flow yeah. through that potentially is solving a problem that over a few days you may have had different little sections and and we know that it makes it easier to break things down into smaller pieces yes so if you're having a real big issue that you're trying to get and you just don't know how to work potentially you may just think be thinking about something small out of that mm. instead of having to remember that and how it's going to fit with everything else this is a chance for you to dump that down and write it down so that you can go and, and uh, reference it and like I say reframe Yeah, something we're really, really big fans of. The other thing you can do here is it really helps with creativity as well, is writing down any thoughts or ideas or opportunities that you may have thought of. You write those all down and you might keep a little book or you might do it in notes on your phone somewhere that you're going to, something that you're going to have on you all the time. As soon as you have an idea, you write it down. And in the morning, you use that time as like a little brainstorm for yourself because we know creativity breeds creativity. Hmm. So as soon as you get into this process, all of a sudden you're ticking your brain into the rhythm of, ah, this is what I need to do. And we know that creativity first thing in the morning then breeds creativity throughout the rest of your day. So you're probably going to be faster, more productive and have a better day thought-wise if you're creative first thing in the morning, which is when we write down all of those ideas. And not everything's going to come to you at the same time during no. our, throughout the day. So this gives you a chance to potentially just break it into smaller bite-sized pieces and write down. Mate, you don't know how it works or how it's going to work, but you just had a great idea about something that you thought from yeah. last week. So maybe hindsight is the, you know, best invention. Like from there, you can just go through it from the week before. Mm-hmm. Potentially it's come back to you. We always know that's when someone's, you thought about someone's name or you couldn't quite remember it. In the middle of the night, you wake up and a big quick tick, you remembered the person's <laughs> name or you've remembered something about it later on. So that might be a, tra- a chance to write it down. That's what this gives you, just that bit of time. So it's allocated. So you don't have to load yourself up with such big lists all the time mm-hmm. for it. So, Amazing. Yeah. All right. Our next one here is visualization. Visualization has gotten quite a bad rap recently. Um because of how it's been framed and how people think about what visualization is. So what we consider visualization and what it actually is, is not only picturing yourself either in a certain scenario or doing a certain thing, but it's being able to create the feeling that you will feel in that scenario in advance. So if I'm going into a meeting or a competition or sporting event, something like that, and I know that it's something that I want to feel confident and ready and I'm going to be successful and that's a feeling that I want to have, then what I need to be able to do is picture myself moving through the motions of that event or that day while having the feeling that I want to be feeling then. Because we join the two together and that's when it becomes powerful. If I can just see myself kind of like wandering around the meeting or the comp and be like, oh, that's good. Or like see myself holding up a trophy and be like, woo, all right. It's nice, but it doesn't work. We need to be able, there's no connection to it. We need to be able to create that feeling in advance, which is super important. Yeah, for sure. Um, So one tool that we have that works really quite well um, is it's a finger trick. What you do is you take your one of your fingers and your thumb 
and you press them together when you're visualizing these things. So either when you're imagining, you can do it with something completely different too. When you're visualizing these things and you have that feeling of like being confident and happy and successful, you press that finger to your thumb and you keep repeatedly pressing it to your thumb again and again and again while you're visualizing. Every time you visualize that thing, you do that. Every time you think of a scenario where you have those same feelings that you want to have, you press your finger to your thumb. What this does is it programs your mind to think every time you press your finger to your thumb, you're going to be feeling that feeling. So then you get into the meeting, you get to race day, whatever it may be, and you press your finger to your thumb and you hold it there and you do it for the entire time. What that's going to do is immediately spark your brain to start thinking and feeling those feelings because it's been trained. And we're constantly training it to do that. And this can stick with you like for a long time. It's And it's taking something from a mental to a physical. Yes, so that's that's the whole thing is to try and like we said is to try and make that connection yes that you are going to do that or that is how you're going to feel mm. and that's by doing that is to be able to continuously bring that back to the forefront of your mind so that as you're doing that that particular task you know how it's going to feel you've been there you want mm-hmm. this this is what you're aiming for it's what you've been working for this is going to make me feel like this. Yes, yes, yes. So that's that's what yeah. it does. And it's a mental reset. And like those physical cues work really well. And I know we've used them quite a lot in like as a trigger mm. um, when we're training people. And with those triggers, you'll look at things like um, hip positioning for people is a big one. And trying to correct their hip positioning so that they're not getting lower back pain and stuff. To correct that hip positioning and make them think of it all the time, we take something that they do all the time, a gesture that they make or where they put their hand or if they put their hand on their hip or if they put their hands together, hand on their belly, anything like that. We take that and we use it as a trigger. Every time they do that thing, they remember to tuck their hips under. So walking around coaching, for example, and you put your hand on your belly or you put your hands behind your back, it immediately triggers you to think hips under or someone who puts their hands together when they're talking to people of a daytime as soon as they put their hand together you train them when you're in class with them hips under hips under hips under hips under so that then when they do that at work it's natural Mm, like it's just subconsciously then it just becomes something that they're doing mm. with it when that happens or when they hear that trigger that's the thing and that's what we're trying to use is through that finger touching on finger Mm -hmm. is that you're actually able to connect it to something so yes. you want to be able to make sure that you're happening with it. Makes it easier. Nice. Mm-hmm. Visualization. Visualization. Alrighty. Oh, very good. Then. A lot of Asians in the end of this, isn't there? There is. Because you're doing something. It's action. That's right. Uh-huh. All right. So our final one for today is affirmations. Number seven. Number seven. So our number seven is affirmations here. Um, again, probably have a worse rap than visualization, but we're going to step you through exactly what we think of affirmations as and how they work. So, um, when we write... Hey, step us through this. Wonderful. Thank you, Ben. I will. (laughs) So, with our affirmations, we do it as if it's already happened. So, whenever we're phrasing something, this thing's already happened, you already have it now. This is post the event. Post the event. So... Visualization pre the event. What is something that you would like, Ben? Hmm. What is something I would like? No. Does it have to be? What can it be? Like what? Give me a range. It can be anything. It can be you want to think better. You want to wake up easier. It can be you want to... Okay. Well, let's say we want to sleep better. We've okay, not been through sleep, sleep a lot. We want to sleep better. Great. So you want to sleep better. So we can make this as general or specific as you like. Generally specific is better. Okay. Um, so if we were to go with your sleep, um, we would 
frame it as if it's already happened. So I sleep, my sleep quality is high and I sleep through the night. I have high sleep quality. Um, I wake up feeling refreshed. Because, That's probably a better one. Yeah. What, what is the result of you sleeping great? I wake up feeling refreshed and have lots of energy. Yep. And then you put it as that. What happens is you repeat this to yourself as many times as you remember. So we want to do this first thing in the morning and last thing before you go to bed because that programs our subconscious mind. So if we have our conscious mind up the top, which is quite small, subconscious mind down the bottom, which is quite big, our subconscious mind is being programmed by everything all the time. So why wouldn't we take a little bit of that power into our own hands and start to program it ourselves? So we say this as many times out loud in your head, whichever works for you, I wake up feeling refreshed. Or if you normally find that you're not a morning person, one common thing is that you wake up feeling grumpy. You might have a bit of energy, but you're either grumpy or you're unhappy or an hour in bed would have been nicer, something like that. I wake up feeling refreshed and happy. And if you say this to yourself enough, what happens is you actually start to take action in order to make it true. So whether you believe in it working or not, we're programming your subconscious mind so that then you start to take action and make this thing true. So if you were to tell yourself, I feel terrible when I wake up. I'm always tired. I'm not a morning person. What you'll find is you'll actually subconsciously take actions to make that true because your subconscious mind believes it to be true and it will find any evidence that it is to be true. So It's just reaffirming it. It is. Not reprogramming, but just reaffirming and, Mm -hmm. and putting it into place that you know it. So if you say that you feel terrible when you wake up every day and you... Then you're then going to at night, you might go to bed half an hour, hour later than you probably should. Maybe eat too close to bedtime. Maybe you have sugar before bed Mm. so that then that's going to affect your sleep quality. Uh, Maybe you don't set up your room so that you're set to sleep. In that there, you're now taking those actions subconsciously to make sure that you feel terrible when you wake up. Or on the other hand, you might have a perfect bedtime routine, perfect everything, but you still have in your head that you feel terrible when you wake up. So then you wake up, you're going to look for any sign possible that you feel bad. Then you're going to take that and you're going to focus on it. All right. We all know the thing that if you look for blue cars, you're going to see them everywhere and you're never going to see a red car. That's what we look at. So if we say, I wake up feeling refreshed and happy. You're now going to take action at nighttime to make sure you have a routine in place to make sure that you sleep well. But also when you wake up, you're going to be looking for the first sign of what makes me refreshed and happy. And then it might even be that um, you wash your face and you're good and you're like, oh, I'm good. Like I'm ready. You do a five minute cold shower and you're like, oh, I'm sweet. I'm good to go. And you're looking for any sign of anything that makes you feel refreshed and happy. And all of a sudden, you find all of the things that make you feel that way. So it's something just to try. And the thing is that you have no, you have nothing to lose. Like there's no way it can go bad for you. There's no side effects of it other than good ones. So you may as well try it. And if you try it, try it for at least two to three weeks. Two to three weeks, give it a go every day. You affirm that before bed, morning and night, whenever you think of it throughout the day. Then what happens is, Two to three weeks, you can come back to us, send us a message and be like, that was terrible. That didn't work. We'll be like, no worries. Don't do that again. Yeah. Um, but if well, it works, it like you tried it. Yeah, you gave it a go. See mm. how it went for sure. Because what we find is that you're, when we're talking about programming your subconscious mind, your beliefs that your subconscious mind have form your actions. Your actions cause reality. So they cause what happens. Then from there, 
it's a circle because your reality then forms your beliefs. So then if my reality then forms my beliefs and my beliefs forms my actions and my actions forms my reality, I have this like chicken egg scenario, where does it come first? So what we can actually do is pinpoint the belief first, which is then going to help us change the action, change reality, which is then going to reaffirm reality and my beliefs so it's all going in a circle but we have to pinpoint it at one point to help interrupt the cycle and change it for the better because you can change your bedtime routine but if you still say i wake up feeling terrible you're not going to go anywhere and the thing is just to try and target something down on one thing like you say because Mm. if we change try and change multiple things all at once and one and it doesn't go our like it doesn't work how do you know what you've done to cause it to chat like where have you concentrated your actions on to actually see what a better outcome is for you yeah so potentially the thing is is here we're trying to look at one area mm-hmm. pick on that one area it does end up coming back around in that circle type scenario the thing is is now you know there's somewhere that you've concentrated on so yes. i've concentrated all my energy on getting this better so my affirmation and so i've actually started my mm. beliefs and what i'm doing and what subconsciously is going on and then you can work around from there yeah. the thing is is you know that that's going to if it didn't work fine that you've tried everything you can in that certain mm-hmm. area yep. let's look at somewhere else that potentially might have the biggest ba- bigger bang for your buck in what you're doing yeah to try sure. and do that so you can work through it Definitely. For it's sure. just a starting so, point. Just a starting point. Give you somewhere to look at. And we've certainly found that it's a big win to try and make that and start somewhere. Yes. Uh, the whole idea is just to start somewhere for it. And if you're mm. continually having issues with doing this, continually finding it hard to get that end result for you, mm. it's now somewhere, it's now a chance for you to reassess and start, like go and do some action for it. Yeah. Look at something you haven't done before. Yeah. Yeah, for Definitely. sure. Because otherwise, we're just going to end up with the same result the other end. Exactly. Yeah. Alrighty, viewers. So they are our seven tips for setting up your bulletproof day. First thing in the morning, obviously. Let's go through a quick, brief sum up. Amazing. So number one is movement. Five to twenty minutes of having a heart rate elevated releases endorphins. Good for you. Makes you feel good. Sweet. Number two. Two breath drills or breathing drills so you can do these either in your cold shower um, we've talked about that also try and do some cadence breathing learn to work on some stresses and releasing that so we can certainly control that throughout that day unreal number three is silence five to 15 minutes guided or self-led if you're focusing on your breath here focus on your muscles relaxing from toes all the way to your head nice then um read or listen to something educate yourself listen to some podcasts give yourself an audio book try and do something around that that you're actually going to aspire to or something that you're interested in otherwise it's not going to happen for you all the time amazing we then have scribing so this is two things either a brain dump or an ideas dump document all of your insights and opportunities reframe things where you can creativity breeds creativity nice then um, visualization so thinking about what you're doing or what's happening have a connection with what you're actually doing so this is as far as like katie said you can press your finger between your finger and your thumb or press um, to there to create some sort of physical action between you and what you're mentally thinking about and where you want to go to or what you're seeing yourself do mm-hmm. and then our final one number seven we have our affirmations so pro Phrasing this as if it's already happened because our beliefs cause our actions. So I am now, it is 
it's done, something that's already happened there, something that you would like to happen, try it for at least two to three weeks and you'll be surprised. Nice, sweet. Righto, so viewers, there's our seven tips uh, to give yourself or setting yourself up for a bulletproof day and um, yeah, a lot of good uh, bite-sized things there to go through, Katie. By all means, mm-hmm. there's seven things there. Pick a couple, pick one, start out with a few, set yourself up. The start of the new year is coming. Obviously, give yourself a bit of a change. We've talked about how the start of the new year gives everyone, even though you can do it any time of the year, gives everyone a chance to, to reset and start again. Yeah. So, yeah. So, by all means, take them, share it with someone. If you know of someone that is struggling with that or continually doing that, merry-go-round circling and struggling with where mm-hmm. they're going and being in the same sort of hole um give them a few things by by all means share it with them uh yeah unreal and we will talk to you again next week see you next one thank you viewers for tuning into another episode of 360 view you can follow us on instagram at 360view.co to stay up to date with everything we're doing and tag us in your podcast listening if you found value in today's episode leave us a like a review and a five-star rating know someone who could benefit from listening to this episode give it a share if you have any questions shoot us a dm on instagram and we'll answer them in the show thanks again viewers and we'll chat to you in the next one